Our top stories tonight, Sean Payton seems to believe that Javante Williams is going to be back for training camp and then follows it up by completely backing off, hoping that he's not going to end up on the PUP. So we're going to break that down. We're going to break down more rookie tape from across the NFL and more on Player Profiler today. Yes, Javante Williams and Sean Payton. This is just a tale as old as time when it comes to Sean Payton. We'll actually get to one of his former victims, or I don't know how you want to phrase it, because we were the victims of all the chicanery that he pulled with Michael Thomas and all of that, saying that he was going to be back, and then he wasn't, and then he wasn't, and then he wasn't, and then he wasn't, and then he wasn't. So now, Javante Williams. The initial quote, and depending on how far you read in the articles or depending on what headline you read, you're probably thinking, well, what is Jack talking about? Sean Payton was very positive about Javante Williams. The current starter is doing extremely well. I would tell you, we expect him to be ready for the start of training camp, and that's good news. Yes, that's Javante. So Javante's the starter. He's doing very well, and they expect him to be ready for training camp. Those are all great pieces of information. But then, immediately, he follows it up with, hopefully, might not start on PUP. Those are two very different things. As you know, PUP, the pup, physically unable to perform. That means you will miss four games. Used to be six, now it's four. And so... Javante Williams is both simultaneously going to be ready for training camp, but also might miss the first four games. Something does not add up. And let's be honest. It's probably best to err on the side of caution when it comes to Sean Payton and these injury fabrications. So no, Javante Williams is not going to be ready for training camp. Maybe he'll be ready to do some work off to the side. Maybe that's what he means. Maybe he'll be running by training camp. I don't know. But what I do know is do not trust Sean Payton. I do not believe Javante Williams will play the first four games. This isn't J.K. Dobbins. This actually may be a little bit worse than J.K. Dobbins, the injury that he suffered. But J.K. Dobbins took 56 weeks to return from his ACL tear. Javante Williams got injured during the season. So if he misses four games, if he misses six games, I'm not surprised at all. And that is why Samaje Pirine is still a screaming value for the Denver Broncos. Tyler Beatty, anyone? No. Samaje Pirine is going to be the Mark Ingram for Sean Payton for quite a few weeks, but there's no Alvin Kamara. Tyler Beatty is the Alvin Kamara, and that's not going to be an, a 40% player. I mean, they can bring back Latavius Murray. Doesn't matter. Or actually, no, they can't. He's in Buffalo now. Doesn't matter. It is very unlikely that the Broncos add someone that will impact Samaj P. Ryan during those early weeks, and then when Javante Williams comes back, it's going to be a down-the-stretch push. So, Will you be drafting Javante Williams in best ball? Podfather, take it away.
Let's take a moment to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Now, many of you have already signed up. Thousands have signed up from Player Profiler already over the years. Underdog has supported us since 2020. Much of what you see on Player Profiler is because of Underdog, because of their support. Get the Underdog app, plug in that promo code UNDERWORLD, and they're making the NBA fun. Their NBA pickums. It's changed my Wednesday night. It's changed my Sunday afternoon. I used to play Underdog just for the best ball drafts. I mean, the best ball drafts are amazing. These draft rooms fill so quickly, and you can win life-changing money. You want to take advantage of all the sleepers we talk about on this show? Well, what better place than in an Underdog draft room to do that? And I recommend taking your underdog play to the next level by diving into their NFL pickems. It's important to correlate those NFL pickems. You can pick both the quarterbacks and the wide receivers to exceed expectations. Correlate them, and you can five extra payout. Bada bing, bada boom. Underdog Fantasy, the promo code is Underworld. For an instant deposit match up to $100, Underdog is the truest friend of the Underworld. I personally... I'm not going to be big in on Javante Williams in underdog drafts. I don't like players that are going to miss a large portion of the season. And even when he comes back, he's not going to be particularly healthy. He's going to be slow to come back. I am more interested in seasonal because people are going to be dropping him. He's going to be on waiver wire. Ah, no, that's not going to happen. But I don't know. Javante Williams, end of the season is when he is going to shine. As for Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, we don't know where he's going to shine, but it's not going to be with the Minnesota Vikings. We have heard this time after time, and today we have another update on the Dalvin Cook saga. It appears as though after drafting Devon A-Chain that the Miami Dolphins are good. They're not that interested in Dalvin Cook anymore. And it sounds as though that was the likely trade destination were the Dolphins not able to land a running back of their choosing. They did. Now, Dalvin Cook could be cut and they could decide to sign him for cheap. But at this point, it seems as though Dalvin Cook will not be headed to the Miami Dolphins. And there's no real path for him to be traded. Teams aren't trading for running backs with an $11 million salary like they used to. So I don't know where Dalvin Cook's going to play. It really seems as though it's May 14th today, come June 1st, which is when you can cut players and the dead money from their guaranteed. It is spread out over the following this year and next year. So the Vikings will save money by cutting Dalvin Cook on June 1st. And when they don't get a trade by June 1st, Dalvin Cook will be cut. He'll be a street free agent. And at that point, will we start to see the dominoes fall? Is that what teams are waiting for, for signing Ezekiel Elliott and Kareem Hunt and Leonard Fournette? Because obviously, you would rather have Dalvin Cook than those three guys. You just would. Absolutely. So, are teams kind of at the point saying, hey, we can just hold off. We don't need to sign one of these three because what if we get Dalvin Cook? Wouldn't that be a lot better rather than paying now? Let's just wait. Maybe we pay a little bit more land Dalvin Cook or maybe we miss out on Dalvin Cook and sign one of these guys anyways. So Dalvin Cook, I don't know where he's going to play. The landing spot is going to be interesting as hell, but we're going to keep you updated as it really feels as though every single day it's a... Dalvin Cook story, but 
it's one of the few remaining major headlines because we thought Joe Mixon could get cut. That's not happening. We thought DeAndre Hopkins was going to get traded. Doesn't seem as though that's happening. So really, that's some one major storyline left this offseason other than stuff we have to see come training camp and position battles and all of that. But right now, I think I think Dalvin Cook is the only unsolved mystery that we're all waiting for. And speaking of unsolved mysteries, if you want to solve those mysteries, you need data analysis. It is truly, truly innovative, truly special. It, If you see all the top five graphics that we make, this is what we use to make them. All of the data at your fingertips. Podfather, take it away. All right, I want to take a moment today to talk to you about data analysis. The data analysis tool, we listen to the users. What do you want? What do you need? And we made it happen. We added popular reports like a fantasy scoring report, air yards report. And if you want to create a new report, but you don't necessarily want to look through every field, we have quick results. Hey, show me the most popular passing data. Show me the most popular rushing data, fantasy data. Done. And the thing just is much faster than it's ever been. And the report builder got a lot easier. I mean, check this out. We break it down into offense, defense. Show me just fantasy data elements. And then when you get results, hey, show me by draft year. Let's take a look at just certain players that played a certain number of snaps or a certain number of games last year. This is the tool that so many of you have been asking for, plus a bunch of dream features that Billy wanted and Cody wanted and I wanted and Dario wanted. So go to the Fantasy Tools section, click on Data Analysis, or go to playerprofiler.com slash data-analysis. Go do it. Go support the show. Get Data Analysis. Or you can sign up for the all-in package. Use promo code JACK when you sign up. Save $10 when you sign up. $170 value, I believe it is, for $125 with promo code JACK. Sign up now. It is truly fantastic as are some of these rookies, but it's the same old story. It's the same old song and dance with so many franchises. Frank Reich is making Bryce Young earn this job. They're going to be starting full. I think it's full OTAs for the Panthers this week and come their first practice. It's going to be Andy Dalton repping with the ones and Bryce Young repping with the twos. And we know this, we've talked about this, but it is being highlighted aggressively that Bryce Young has to earn it. Bryce Young has to prove he is ready to start in the NFL. And if he can't beat out Andy Dalton, that's that's kind of a bad thing. We saw it with Justin Fields, I suppose, where he couldn't beat out Andy Dalton early, but that seemed as though it was part of a plan. Andy Dalton's just an interesting cat. <laughs> you remember the Andy Dalton Meridian? Now it's the Kenny Pickett Meridian where it's, yes, this guy's a starting quarterback in the NFL, but you could upgrade, but you could definitely do worse. You've got a starter, but where does that starter take you? Andy Dalton is still kind of that guy too. He can be a starter in the NFL. He showed it with the Dallas Cowboys. He showed it with the Chicago Bears. He showed it with, uh, who did he just play for? That Why am I blanking? on? Oh, he with the Saints. Jeez, Louise, Jack. But yeah. He's shown it multiple times. So we'll keep you updated with Bryce Young versus Andy Dalton in training camp. The interesting point that I found, though, was Frank Reich talking about how, well, we actually might have more second team reps anyways. Yeah, 
Andy Dalton's going to get the first team reps, but maybe we just play the second team offense more because the first team offense, they've all been working together. They have had these workouts uh, before the draft that we all did. So why don't we just run more second team? And that is the biggest indicator to me that yes, Bryce Young has to earn it to play with the ones, but we're going to give him every opportunity and it's not going to be long before he starts. I think Bryce Young is starting week one, though it's not a guarantee. And it's, I think it's still even harder for Bryce Young to beat out Andy Dalton than it is for Anthony Richardson to beat out Gardner Minshew. And CJ Stroud is starting week one too. He's beaten out Davis Mills. That is no question. But what about Will Levis? Will Levis, quarterback of the Tennessee Titans, rocking number eight. I have figured out a better way, I believe, to share my screen and to show you some of these clips. So hopefully it works out better this time and we don't get that buffering. But Will Levis, number eight. The guy is huge. The guy is getting comparisons to, no, not Josh Allen, who we have compared him to plenty of times. But Will Levis is getting comparisons to Aaron Rodgers based on his release. That video that I tried to show you yesterday, probably should have reshown today. The release, everyone is comparing to Aaron Rodgers. Will Levis is going to be starting for the Tennessee Titans sooner rather than later. And look, he is clearly favoring Tajay Spears here. Wide receiver one, they're flexing Tajay Spears out wide. And uh, this is, I hope this is looking better on your screen. Still not great, but Tajay Spears, look at the connection between Will Levis and Tajay Spears. He is clearly favoring Tajay Spears. This connection is growing. And that is just the epitome of rookie camp buzz. All of these videos. Of course, this is satire. Of course, this is a joke. It was the only one. Tajay Spears was the only one running a route, but you tweet that out and people actually believe it that <laughs> you're trying to hype Tajay Spears and Will Levis because of this training camp clip that just shows how silly social media is something that is clearly a joke. People believe, but Tajay Spears, not a joke. Apparently he did have a very good day at practice. This one, unfortunately just was not so great. Tajay Spears, he goes out, he runs a route, hits him in the hands, oh, and he drops it, but he recovers it with the one-handed catch. This is nothing to worry about, but it's funny because if this one, if this clip had gone viral instead of the Will Levis clip, the one of him throwing to, I don't even know who he was throwing to, but the flick of the wrist from Will Levis, if this clip goes viral instead, Everyone's panicking about Tajay Spears, and it's just the hilarity of rookie season. Everyone overreacts to everything. We're not going to do that here on Player Profiler. We're going to show you these clips. We're going to break down what's happening at rookie camp. We're going to bring you the news, but we're going to do it honestly. We're going to tell you the truth, and the truth is that Will Levis is going to be starting soon. He's really going to be starting soon. Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's going to be starting soon, but he is not full go yet for the Seattle Seahawks. This is a Seattle decision, not a Jackson Smith and Jigba decision. JSN believes that he is full go, believes that he is fully healthy, but he did have that hamstring that kept him out 
for the pretty much the whole season. And the Seahawks just want to be careful. They're being careful with Devon Witherspoon as well. Their fifth overall pick. They just want to make sure as responsible franchises do that they take care of their players with the advancements in training that we've seen throughout modern history. The Seattle Seahawks are just a great franchise. They really are. But make no mistake, when Jackson Smith and Jigba takes the field, he is going to dominate. So far, he's just doing some positional work. He's doing a little bit of the grip drills, the walkthrough, sitting out the team drill and sitting out the seven-on-sevens. But once he makes his debut, oh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, those training camp highlights are going to be immaculate. And we also have training camp highlights from Quentin Johnston. And I got to say, He's looking pretty damn good in that number one. I mean, come on. That is clean. DeAndre Carter rocked the number one for the uh, Chargers last year. And he was a part-time player. He only played in the slot mostly because Keenan Allen's injuries. But he looked pretty damn good. Now you get Quentin Johnston, slow Brashad Perriman. You get him running routes in this number one. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean a damn thing. Remember, the takeaway here really is Quentin Johnston is playing with Justin Herbert. Quentin Johnston is on a high-octane offense that is going to score a lot of points. That is the intrigue of Quentin Johnston. Maybe he can rise above the TCU label, the slow Brashad Perriman label. But regardless, he looks good as hell in that jersey. And Kendra Miller reportedly looks good as hell in the Saints uniform. He shows up and he's working off to the side. He's doing his own thing. He's rehabbing that knee injury still. But Kendra Miller, by all accounts, he stands out. The size, the athleticism, the fluidity. Kendra Miller is a guy that once he is cleared for full practice, there's going to be a lot of chatter around Kendra Miller. His stock is going to explode once we get some training camp highlights from him. And finally, the final rookie we have to talk about. I can't remember if we talked about this yesterday not or not. I meant to. But Sean Tucker, number 44 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dave Canales has his comparison to Sean Tucker. He's Thomas Rawls. Do you remember Thomas Rawls? The guy who backed up Marshawn Lynch, the guy before Chris Carson became a thing? Sean Tucker, Thomas Rawls. Well, that doesn't scare me because Marshawn was still a bell cow. Rashad White, still a bell cow. Sean Tucker has to fight his way onto the team, but hopefully he does. Going to be rooting for Sean Tucker to make the team. He really should have been drafted. I know I was down on him because he couldn't test and the fake pro day was nonsense. I don't believe those numbers at all, but Sean Tucker really should have been drafted if not for the heart condition. So we're rooting for him. We hope he finds success. It just won't be at the expense of Rashad White. And we're hoping that Carson Wentz can find some success. You know, I am not a Carson Wentz fan by any means. I do not think he is a particularly good quarterback, but I am interested that Carson Wentz has humbled himself enough to be willing to take a backup role. That's not something that I expected. I thought Carson Wentz, Based on the personality with the Philadelphia Eagles, there was no way he was going to accept a backup role, that he would go the Cam Newton route 
where he would be out of the league for a bit of time before saying he would take a backup role. But no, Carson Wentz has humbled himself. There is interest in signing him. We'll see where he ends up. I truly have no idea where it will be, where Carson Wentz will be playing backup, but he's open to it, and that's a good thing. We also have a couple final bits of news here. Isaiah Wynn, former Patriots left tackle, who switched to right tackle, is now Miami Dolphins battling for the right tackle position with Austin Jackson, who had his fifth-year option declined. And if he loses, Isaiah Wynn is one of the better swing tackles in the NFL. So this is a win for the Miami Dolphins. The Dallas Cowboys are dealing with no Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy underwent back surgery, and so he was not there with his rookies. I don't know how long he's going to be away from the team. He is FaceTiming into practices, meeting with the players and such, but no Mike McCarthy. Very interesting. Dan Quinn, we know, is looking over Mike McCarthy's shoulder, coming for that job. Kellen Moore was the scapegoat last year, but the Dallas Cowboys don't make a significant push. Mike McCarthy could be on the block, and Dan Quinn would be the in-house logical replacement. And our final piece of news of the day. We told you that we'd get back to this. We told you that we would get back to the chicanery of Sean Payton. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas had the hardware removed from his foot earlier this week. Between the toe and the ankle, Michael Thomas has missed copious amounts of time in 2023. It's, they're not 2023, sorry, 2022, 2021, I believe 2020 as well. Michael Thomas has missed plenty of time. Maybe now that the hardware has been removed, maybe this is the end of it. But as we often see, when surgery happens and when hardware is removed, sometimes it starts again and you have to work your way back. And so the Michael Thomas, will he, won't he, continues forever and for always. (laughs) 